to His name. God is good. And all the time. Amen. You may be seated, and I just really, from the bottom of my heart, I want to say glory again, as it is wonderful to be able to sing and worship the Lord in the fashion that we have been doing here in the last two or three minutes. There's a couple things that have happened for our church service today. One of them, I would say that we really miss all the people that are working in camp and or are campers, and we'll surely have them back next Sunday. They won't be so camped out that they can't be here with us, and we'll be looking forward to hearing the blessings that they have brought back. The next thing I would like to mention, we have a very first here today, a very first. If you enjoy videos, Joe and Vicki have a video of their firstborn. <laughs> no joke, it's a joke, but no a joke. It's a true story. Also today, we have somebody that has never been here before, and already they've been put to work, and I apologize to them for that. And uh, But they're young, they'll get through it. But I would like for us to welcome Sarah Pear. Would she stand? And while she is standing, she let her husband come. And we are welcoming Brother Jude and Sarah Pierre. All right. We do welcome them, and we're glad to see them. You may be seated. Thank you very, very much. And as we do that, we're going to give the next fellow an opportunity to honor. I don't know if these guys qualify for anything yet, but this is Father's Day. And Brother Harold will be doing something about that, I'm sure, in a little bit. I don't know if Maggie, Maggie or Maggie? Maggie. That doesn't make you a father, I don't think. But anyway, we'll see. Brother Harold, come right ahead. All right, good morning. If you didn't know, our uh, the senior camp's going on. We got a number of people down there um, camping and, and working, so I think about 10 of them are down there. So remember them in prayer when we have prayer here in a, in a few minutes. But just a couple other announcements. Uh, Wednesday night, 7 uh, p.m. will be the Bible study continuing with uh, I Am. So be here for that if you can. And then also just keep in mind the uh, General assemblies coming up uh, 24th, 20th through the 24th down in Oklahoma. So um, if you're interested in that, get a bulletin. It'll get you to the right website. And then the back, our backpack event here is July 30th. Um, we don't have a time yet as far as when we're going to uh, begin that. We may make a couple changes to that, um, maybe run a little earlier. So, But just uh, be thinking July 30th. If you can, volunteer and help. And if you want to give financially when you put it in the offering, just put backpacks and they'll 
they'll get it to the right fund. But uh, So that's coming up quickly as well. And I think that's all we need to say on announcements. It's Father's Day. We'll have something on that in just a moment. But if you would, let's stand and we'll, we'll begin with prayer. Again, remember the campers and the staff and teachers and minister, everything taking place. Anybody have anything they want to make mention of today? Nothing? All right. You're all doing good. Excellent. Unspoken requests. We can raise our hand. God knows. Let's pray. God, we come to you at this time, Lord, just um, thanking you, Lord, for uh, being able to be out and be here today, God, and to uh, be gathered together. third Sunday. <laughs> what day is it? Is this Sunday? <laughs> All right, so it's church expense offering this morning. So everything you give will go towards church expense, so you can mark it on a, a uh, check or envelope, and it will go towards whatever you mark it as. So let's pray again. God, again, we come to you thanking you, Lord, for another opportunity to give. God, we just ask that you bless this offering in a special way, Lord, that it would be uh, used as you want it to be, God, just to Help continue the ministry here at the church, God, and we just pray that you would continue to bless it and uh, use it, Lord, and that it would be all be done in your will. In your name we pray. Amen.
Over the years, our dad taught us a lot of valuable lessons. Some of them stuck, and some of them didn't. Dad taught us how to tie a tie. Dad taught us how to grill the perfect steak. He told us it was important to share. And when we were old enough, he taught us how to shave. He also taught us the importance of keeping in shape. Dad taught us how to be wise with our money. He made sure we grew up being skilled with a hammer. He even taught us how to make the perfect cup of coffee. Dad also taught us what it means to love your wife. He taught us how to pray, and Dad taught us how to grow in wisdom. So whether you're just like your dad, or totally the opposite, this is the man who helped make you who you are. And the legacy he leaves with you will last forever. If you want a candy bar, come to the front. <laughs> um, so uh, thankful um, for these young men as well, and know that whatever path God has for them, whether it's children of their own in the future or children that they kids that they mentor or uncle or however their interaction with other young people may be that God will help them as well to be the godly example of a man, a man that they need to see. Um, so, before you get your goodies, though, um, we're going to make you have you make you all. That sounds terrible, isn't it? We're going to have you all pray for one another. So, just as we did on Mother's Day, I thought that was so important that we prayed for one another. Um, we would like you men to pray for one another. So, if you want to hold hands or just touch each other on the shoulder, whatever you're most comfortable with, it doesn't matter. Um, if you want to punch him in the arm, Steve, if that's really what does it, that's fine. 
But uh, let's pray, and ladies, let's pray too, but as these men pray for one another to continue to be the, the godly men that God has called them to be. So let's pray. So we are very thankful for, for all of you, and we have a couple things. First of all, we have the candy bar. Um, Glenda, do you mind helping, helping me? It's all right there on the front row. And then we have a, a, uh, a rock. We have a rock for you. Um, it says, anchored in Christ, I can do all things through Christ. So a nice little, so you can put it out as a reminder on your desk. Do not throw it at, at anyone. Jude? No tossing it. Um, so, uh, we have one of these for each one of you, um, and I hope you, uh, have a good day with family, friends, or however your day looks. You need another hand, Glenda? You got it? You're very talented. Yeah. I was going to say, how many candy bars are in there? You could probably, if you wanted to, you could probably come beg for a second candy bar after service if you'd like, okay? We already had Mother's Day, Lois. <laughs> Another hand, ladies, as they head back to their seats. Oh my goodness. All right, let's give them one more hand, ladies.
right, let's worship the Lord this morning.
and his grace and mercy just keeps going and going. Amen. Thank you, Lord.
someone like you, God. And all will see how great is our God. Because one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. when we get to sing that around the throne. Hallelujah. But I want to be sure to praise my God here. How great he is, the name above all names. Hallelujah. His name is Master.
you glad that he is your shepherd and your fortress and your rock of salvation and your prince of peace. Thank you, Lord. He is life. He is life. Amen. Amen. You can be seated as our pastor comes. Happy Father's Day to each one that is here, and to those that are listening by way of media, Happy Father's Day to you as well. To begin with, I may do this occasionally this morning, but we dads, for the most part, have a little standard joke that we have used for years and for years and for years. So I'll begin with one today. Now you carpenters, builders, you should be really into this. But why did the two-before's Skip dinner. The answer is, they already ate. I love those, I don't get it, but I see the smiles on those that do get it. So this is just for you. One more before we go on. All the nurses ought to get this one. What do you get when you cross a snail with a porcupine? A slow poke. Father's Day 2022. Biblical words to all men of all ages is recorded in 1st John chapter 2 verses 12 through 17 this is the John of disciple vintage this is the John of revelations and it's the John of the writer of the first second and third John and this is his words. He said, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. It's wonderful that he had this type of audience, repertoire of people to write to. And what a wonderful 
reason to be writing. He called them all little children because your sins have been forgiven. But then he begins to break it down a little bit, and this is where this is to all of the children that are males, and he terms it this way. Verse 13, I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. And I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Isn't that beautiful? He is really declaring his words to men of all ages, and those that have become fathers in particular, he is writing a letter of commendation. But in this letter, he begins to follow it up about admonishment. I can't help but think that there isn't a better way for a dad or an older person to address the younger ones that he is the father of or if they are the father of or the grandfather of or they're the benefactor as a son or a son-in-law. He begins to say all of these things to them. But now it's time for the hammer to hit the nail. Verse 15. Love not the world. After he's got their attention, he says, I want you to know something. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man, this is something you better listen to. If any I got your attention, do I? Okay. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Boy, I tell you what, if that's not cutting to the chase, I don't know what is. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father. It is going to cause a great separation it's going to make you separate. A gulf is going to exist between you and the Father. And the reason is because it is of the world. And beware, sons, sons-in-law, dads, dads-in-law, dads, great-dads, what have we. Understand that the world is going to pass away and the lust thereof. 
But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, to see scriptures come unfold before our hearing today. I pray, Lord, that the words that you have written, wrote to your uh, child John, that they will impact all of our lives today. That we'll understand that it is because of your love that our sins have been forgiven. And that it is because of your love that we can love one another. And it is because of your love we'll be able to inherit eternal life. And Lord, not only that, because of your love and because of abiding in you, we can help others to the cause of Christ and live and abide forever in the name of Jesus, we pray. One of the greatest methods of passing the love of the Lord is to have love, first of all, of God. Another great method of passing our love to another is to have that love for our fellow man. And one of the great things that we are told, it's recorded in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, as a matter of fact, is to love those that we have that connectivity, that fatherhood with. This, of course, can extend even before, beyond your family, but especially your family. Solomon wrote, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I know today in our audience and in our listening audience by way of internet that we have people that love God and we have had we have people that have children or grandchildren that have not lived the life or are not living the life presently in which we know or we thought we did our very best to train them so that they would not err or stray from the straight and narrow. It is a wonder to me sometimes how we can actually testify of the benefits of God thinking that we may have failed. But I want to clear that up real quickly. It does not mean we have trained, are not trained our children or our grandchildren or others the way that they should go. It does not mean that we ourselves have failed, but there is one thing that we can rest assured of is that what we thought we were doing our best we no doubt were doing our best. And that training, that love is there somewhere, and it will come about. If for some reason it should not, it doesn't mean 
that we have failed. Now, I'm going to give you a personal illustration. It's not a complete illustration, believe me. It's not one that I am boasting of, but just grateful for in my heart. I have not shared this illustration with my wife, but in the last few days, a few weeks, all of our children have been to see us, uh, have visited with us over the holidays, Father's Day, whatever. And our one son that is homeless, that is, he does not have a home. He has a place to live. This one son lives in Springfield. There are two that live there. And this son, we call him Greg, and that's his name, Gregory Lee. He has been a boy that he's in his 50s now. He's never been one to want to hug you. He's never been one to want to put his arms around you and give you a hug. He's never been one to say much about it when you said you loved him or something of that nature. But the other day, Memorial Day, I believe it was, he and his daughter, they came to see us first time in perhaps two or three years that we have laid eyes upon him. Now, Greg, not any different than the rest of them in the sense that he, he sat at our table. He listened to his mom and dad. He went to church. He professed sometimes of being a Christian when he went to youth camp for a little while. But he never was very vocal in his relationship to the Lord. It was obvious he never really connected up with the Lord. And over the years, he lived in different places than what we lived in, Mom and Dad. He would see us from time to time. We would go and see him from time to time. We always wanted to hug him, greet him, and he was always very backward about that, very distant about that. And if you told him something like you loved him or something, he'd just grunt. No verbal words would come back from him hardly ever. And the other day, the scripture that I have gave you, train up a child in a way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. No, Greg has not, to my knowledge, came to the Lord. But when we greeted him the other day, for the first time that I can ever remember, Greg gave me a wonderful embrace of greeting. And when they got ready to leave, a few hours later, this scripture still came back to me to train up a child in a way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. I gave my son 
did not know if it would be one of those heart hugs and grunts that he has been famous for over the years. But I went to hug him, and he gave me a marvelous hug back, and I told him that I loved him. And he said to me, into my ear, he said, I love you too, Dad. Well, needless to say, that made my day. It's the first time I've ever heard him say that. Greg woke up this morning, I hope. I told my granddaughter while they were there, and I had a moment with her, not knowing his physicalness, his condition. I told her that if something should ever happen to Greg, not to worry about his funeral because I still carried life insurance on him, on him for all these years. And I said, that's all you need to know is if something happens to him, I will have it taken care of. And I seen little tears in her eyes thanking me for that. Well, that is something that Greg's mother and I have done for all these years since he, I believe it was age 18, that we took the insurance out of him, on him, and that's been all these years. I hope, I hope that the, he gets saved and the Lord comes back before I have to use it. It will be a premium that will have been wonderfully paid. But still, the scripture, dads, moms, brothers, sisters, husbands, wives, the scripture that says, train up a child in the way that he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. No, I have no control of what he is doing today. I do not have any control of how well his body is. I do not have any ability to know if he begins to meet the death angel before he goes to bed tonight, if he will make those prayers to the Lord to forgive him of his sins. I do not know that. But I do know that he said he loved me, Dad. And I do know that he said those words because his dad, his mom, I never want to leave my wife out of it. I'm not selfish in that way. I respect uh, what she has done for him as well. And I want to understand in the Lord that we have done what we can do, what we could have done for him. And what a Father's Day gift it would be to get a call from him. Better yet, for him to drive up in the car and say, Dad, I wanted to tell you in person that I have found the one you've told me about 
many years ago. I would like for it to be a Joshua scenario, such as in 24th chapter, verse 15. Not do, as I say, but just do it. Joshua had those words. He said to his people that he was leading, If it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether it be the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But he said, I want you to understand, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Indeed, there are realities that we face in this day and time. I've shared with you a reality that my wife and I have because of our third son, Gregory Lee. We understand that there are realities for different homes, different ones right here in this congregation. We understand through the media, whether it be uh, the internet, whether it be the television or other factors. We understand when Michael wrote chapter 7, verse 2 and 3, that the conditions that happen in our land today that was happening during the time of Michael they are conditions that are very real for us today. He said the good man is perished out of the earth. There's none upright among men. They all lie and wait for blood. They hunt every man, his brother, with a net. That they may do evil with both hands earnestly. The prince asketh, the judge asketh, for reward, the great man, he utters his mischievous desire, so they wrap it up. And so we have here in Micah's day a description of the political system and the world system that the devil had created for the people of that time. We see that it is actually not even all that much different than the world we live in today, the realities. But let me tell you about another set of realities. And we have made reference to the book of Joel. And I'm going to read from verses 1 through 4 in our messages, our series of sermons that we've had on the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God. Joel wrote, the word of the Lord that came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. Now the reason I wanted to use this verse is because of the fact that that is just about the only thing that is said about this minor prophet who prophesied concerning the Holy Ghost. This is about the only thing that is said in verse 1 about Joel's father. And I and it just put, put the Lord just put in my spirit that call his name. 
because his name meant something. I'm sure Joel's dad meant something to him, but the name Bethuel, that was before Joel, and the name in the Hebrew was enlarged of God. What a beautiful name to have given to the Son. Enlarged of God. But here was Joel's message to the world of that day. He said, hear this, you old men. Now, he was talking to some of us guys right here at North Brighton Church. He, he was covering a lot of people. He said, give ear. And he knew, we had, he, he knew that some of us had ear problems, I guess. Hear this, old man. Give ear, all you inhabitants of the land. Has this been in your days or even in the days of your fathers? Think about it. These words to all the dads, all the fathers. He said, tell you your children about it. About it. And let your children tell their children and their children another children. You talk about a pyramid system that's legal. This is one of them. Tell your children, your children's children, your children's children's children. Just keep telling them. And this is what he wants them to tell. Now, you panicky girls, you may not want to listen to this, but you girls that are not panicky, and you guys that like fishing and not afraid of wiggly bait, here we go. Verse 4, That which the palmer worm has left has the locust eaten. That's an interesting thought before uh, we go to lunch here today. All those big fancy meals that we have waiting for us as yards. Or maybe we got the palmer worms waiting for us. I don't know. But here's what, again, let me uh, bring you back into the scripture here. That which the palmer worm has left This is what Joel is wanting people to tell people. He's giving an illustration. And by the way, it's very appropriate for dads to tell way way out stories like this. I've got a few of them myself. And you don't want to hear them, but I've got a few of them. I'm just telling you that. I've got a few of them. And... uh, I just, I just seen Sister Beverly looking at George, and I know he's got a few of them as well. Now, this is what this way out story is all about. The palmer worm has left, has what the locust has eaten, and that which the locust has left has the canker worm eaten, and that which the canker worm has left has the caterpillar eaten. Now, I, I wanted to show you how intelligent I was on all these worms and different things, and they were all different types of caterpillars as what they amounted to. So I'm not going to give you any more story to that. Now then, Dad, or Great Dad, or Great Great Dad, was telling 
the children about this. After all, that's what Joel said, generations, generations, generations. Keep telling it. And so probably the, the one that is hearing it is sitting there, scratching their head, what in the world has that got to do anything? Just kind of like what you're sitting here wondering, what in the world has that got to do with the sermon? All right, just nudge somebody that's got kind of sleepy on that and bring them back to the scripture, chapter 2. Granddad is about to tell the rest of the story. Chapter 2, verse 21. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. There's going to be something better than the bugs I've been telling you about. Something different is going to happen. Down in same chapter, verses 28-29, it shall come to pass, oh, getting ready to ice the cake now, that, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters, they shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. I think you're already dreaming them, I guess, in some places. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and on the handmaids in these days I will pour out my spirit. Oh my goodness. We go from the canker worm. We go to the caterpillar. We go to the granddad telling grandson about all these particular things. And as they get bored, as they're going to sleep, granddad changes the story. Or the preacher changes the story. And says, hey, that's not the end of it. Fear not. Be glad. This is something that's going to happen. You may not get to see it, but others will. Be glad. Because the young men are going to see visions. People that work for you and you work with, they're going to see uh, visions and they're going to see things happen that man has not ever experienced before. Oh yeah, I want you to know that there is going to be times that those realities of the day that they will exist and they're going to discourage you. They're going to get you down. But I'm going to pour out my spirit, Joel said, by the prompting of the Holy Ghost of God. And Micah, as the Holy Ghost worked through him, another one of those we call minor prophets, only because they were uh, just had small books in the Old Testament. That's what Man's gave him the name. Micah, he wrote some words. He had already described the terrible situation that exists in the world. But in Micah chapter 7 and 8, he says something that is so profound. He said, Rejoice not against me, my enemy, when I fall. I shall arise. When I shall sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Wow. Father's Day, 2022. 
What, what could be more accurate and what could be more true as we try to impress each of us, try to impress upon our loved ones, on our sons, our daughters. We try to impress them that, yeah, we, we know that there are school shootings. We know that there are church shootings. We know that homes are being wrecked. We know that terrible things are happening. But don't forget Fennel's son, Joel. Remember Fennel, God's enlarged his heart. Thank that wonderful, wonderful name to be given to us, a son. And as Joel said, there's going to be something that's going to happen, though. In those last days, even though the realities are going to be sad, even though it's going to be difficult, there's going to be something happening. And there's going to be a spirit that is going to prevail. It will come about, and we've celebrated it a couple times in a series of sermons upon the Holy Ghost. It happened on the day of Pentecost when as a mighty rushing wind that the Holy Spirit of God filled the room. They began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. And Micah looked at it in this way. He said, don't, enemy, we're not drunk. Enemy, we're not off, we haven't fell off the horse. No, the pumpkins are still in the wagon. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, because I shall arise. I may experience the lights going out, but the Lord is going to be my light, and he's going to guide me. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yes, indeed, when you have a tree that you can put in the palm of your hand, what is that? Who ever heard of that? You never heard of a palm tree? Well, that's one of those dad jokes that I have that is for sale. And by the way, we that can still comb our hair barely, why do bees have sticky hair? Anyone? It's because they use a honeycomb. Well, and... Just in closing, just a knock-knock joke. Who's there? Theodore. Theodore who? The door wasn't open, so I'll knock. Well, that one went over pretty good. This is one for this congregation. What do you call a line of rabbits jumping backwards? You call them a receding hairline. Uh, all right. That's bad. Happy Father's Day.